Welcome to Dig In, the podcast brought to you by Dig Insights. Every week, we interview founders, marketers, and researchers from innovative brands to learn how they're approaching their role and their category in a clever way. Welcome back to Dig In. This week, I'm very excited to be talking to Richard Ng because I've known Richard Ng for a very long time. I'm not even going to guess how long I've known Richard. I don't know, what, 12, 13 years? And in addition to being one of the smartest all-around guys I've ever met, I mean, Rich, you know a little bit about pretty much everything. Uh, you're also an expert in marketing, an expert in PR, and an expert in market research. So you're a perfect guest for Dig In. Currently, Rich is the marketing director at Advanced GG. Thanks so much for joining me, Richard. Uh, thank you for having me, Ian. It's, uh, it's always good to catch up. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about, A, about Advanced GG? and a little bit about what you're doing there. Of course, so um, Advanced makes performance supplements that support gamers, office workers, uh, gym rats, basically anybody who needs to be at their best uh, every day. And the company was founded on a very, very simple mission. And it was that in a market saturated with marketing gimmicks, unhealthy options and questionable claims, you know, why don't we actually do something very different and actually produce innovative products that work as advertised? Great, great. And I know we've done some testing with you using Upside. Uh, we actually did three separate tests and a lot of that was focused around, around gamers. I mean, this was a whole category. I wasn't even aware that existed. And I was, I'm interested in online gaming. As you know, I've interviewed people who, who run uh, stadiums and stuff for mm -hmm. online gaming tournaments. Um, and I know you're super into it. You've, you've, you know, you've been involved in leagues and stuff. Uh, when did this sort of this, this, and I know you said it's also for office workers, a lot of other people who need to focus, but it seems that a large part of your target has been gamers. Is that a fair statement? Uh, 100%. You know, our heritage comes from gaming. Our, our two founders, uh, Peter Wenkong and, and Eric Hummel, you know, they actually met in the gaming scene. It's a fascinating thing. I, you know, they actually met, a, there's a game called Destiny. They met in that scene. They were tournament operators and they, they bonded actually through that. And that's how they got talking. So it's, it's actually quite amazing that the entire company is based off of an, in, an initial interaction that, that started uh, in the space. Um, and as such, you know, the, the need states they were trying to address first were people that were in and, and around them. So that became gamers. Right. And so, how, I mean, it's interesting. Like I said, you have, you know, you've been everywhere. You, you, you worked in market research. You worked at tech and at Syncaps. You worked in PR for Edelman, Mavens of London, citizen relationship relations. And now uh, here you are at advanced, you're working in supplements. I mean, what, what, <laughs> how did you decide to, to make that switch and, 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 and work in the supplement space? It's one of my favorite origin stories, Ian. I actually met Peter and Eric at Advanced walking through EGLX uh, back in 2019. So the um, Enthusiast Gaming, uh, the Gaming Expo that happens uh, downtown Toronto. Um, and I met them because they had a booth. I'm not kidding. They were just, they were a booth set up. They had the little, the jug, you know, the, you know, the urn set up and giving out samples. Um, and I just struck up a conversation with them because at the time, I was acting as the creative director for an Overwatch League, uh, an Overwatch contenders team called Revival. Uh, and I was hunting down partnerships and sponsorships. 
I see this drink. I one, the first thing I always looked at was does it mix clear? Because it was a good way to understand, like, if you're getting a lot of junk and crap and in, in, in you know, in what you're taking into your body. I had it, it was awesome. And we just started talking. So it was literally from a basic conversation at a gaming convention. Um, and it just kind of grew, you know, actually, I actually started at, at advanced as the creative director. So I was actually leading a lot of the campaign designs, a lot of like driving art direction, etc. Uh, and then it just sort of grew. And it was kind of funny. Basically, they realized they're like, Oh, you seem to know a little bit about marketing. I'm like, Yeah, I've dabbled here and there. Um, and that's actually how the position evolved. Um, but it all started off with just really just running into a genuine pair of, of folks um, trying the product. And, you know, I'm, I'm no spring chicken, you know, it, it didn't seem like absolute junk food. So I said, let's actually talk more. Um, and then I got, and then I found out what exactly was going on. And I said, hold on, this is completely different from the rest of the market because you're not trying to sell high caffeine, high sugar gimmick junk food to youth. You're actually trying to solve for a problem. Let's jam. And, and that's how it started. Very cool. And, and so, you know, the, the products that we tested for you, uh, you know, supplements, but in a drink, in a beverage form. Yes. Right. And uh, so, you know, key competitors would include um, ones that probably everybody would have heard of like monster Red Bull. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some more niche ones like game fuel, G fuel. These are, these are direct competitors as well in your space. So, what are the trends in this space? Like, what is, you know, is it growing? How is it growing? It, you know, it's fascinating. You know, the, this is, so I'll, I'll answer it with a bit of a multi-pronged response. So the category is fascinating, fascinating because, you know, our background is we come out of powders, you know, mixable beverages. Um, it was just, you know, it's the most effective way for us to create these supplements that we do. You know, we've got Focus, which is our, um, you know, full spectrum nootropic supplement. Um, everything's clinically dosed. Uh, fully open label, no maltodextrin filler, like it works better as a powder. It just, it's easier to send out. It's easier to flavor, et cetera. You know, energy, which is our, our clean energy uh, beverage um, is also very easy to transport as, as a jar, as a powder. And what we were working on um, for the purposes of the tests we're doing with you, it's actually working on the designs for our new RTD, our ready to drink uh, can formulation. Now the can formulation is tricky, right? Because the category, when you said, what are the trends in the category? Question is, are we talking about the energy drink category? Or are we talking about performance supplementation and nutritionals? You know, that I would say is the trend. The fact that we have these two parallel categories, we've always seen them as parallel. Like Jameson, what category are they in? You know, you think about that. What are they? You know, where does Centrum belong in the mix? Um, or Flintstone gummy vitamins, if you're me, you know, where does this right. exist in the mix? The biggest trend right now is that there is a, de a desire to actually evolve energy drinks beyond energy and for supplements, nutritionals and nutraceuticals to start to cross over into areas of promise that energy drinks claimed to have. And, and I'll clarify that in energy, um, you're going to start to see, you know, these amazing, you know, there's some great, you know, innovations where people are putting in things like you know, creatine mixes, things that you typically have within the fitness space into their ready to drink cans. We are seeing um, a lot of traditional uh, or, you know, in the, you know, non endemic brands within the gaming space trying to create new SKUs 
uh, that play into this, uh, that play into the category. Um, I think personally, some of the executions are a little bit clumsy. Um, not sure if enough research has actually been done. Um, quite frankly, I've always thought if uh, somebody is in, coming from a large CPG or, or house of brands, you're, it makes far more sense for someone to invest in, do a joint venture with an existing incumbent brand. Why build a new market when you can buy the customer base and have a great formula to support? But, but I digress. Um, but what you're seeing now is there's a big fight now into a rebirth, uh, sort of this new wave of um, nootropic supplementation, which is an actual old trend. You know, back when you and I would have been in college, biohacking and neurohacking was a thing. You know, that was a thing. You, you got that through forums and that was something that was coming. And that's actually coming into the fray now. Um, but then with that is the fact that, like I said, as these, you know, as the brands are evolving, the biggest challenge and, and what you're seeing is people are trying to figure out, you know, which, um, which area of, of the culture they want to sit in. And that is going to be, that's really the big fight point now for where the, where the trends are going to be going because they have to decide, do they want to go the energy drink route or do they want to go the supplementation route? Um, and quite frankly, I think anybody who's a, an astute marketer in the space would realize that there's a unique sort of middle ground that you can take between those two. So let's, let's talk about those. Cause I'm, I'm, you know, look, I'm, this is coming from a point of ignorance, but uh, generally speaking, when I think energy, I think taurine, caffeine, mm -hmm. that mostly it. That's the, mostly it. Yeah. And then on the other side, what, what kind of, what kind of things are we talking about? So you'll find things like, uh, you know, new level, that's the primary active that we work with. Um, okay. You'll, you know, you'll find things like uh, alpha GPC, uh, colon bitartrate, you're going to find ingredients, you'll balance out caffeine with uh, L-theanine, you'll find uh, some vitamin fortification, um, you know, often to just, you know, balance out the nutritionals that are coming in, you find actives that are ultimately that really exist within a different category. They've historically been taken and consumed as a standalone ingredient. So, you know, I always joke, the future of supplementation always exists on the shelves of every health food store. They just happen to come in individual jars, you right. know? Um, so that's really what it is. You're, it's, it's, it's a different realm of basically what it really comes down to is ingredients that are focused on improving either overall cognitive performance or helping with neurotransmitter uh, efficacy, efficiency, um, and then, of course, just stamina, alertness, and clarity. But, um, so, but that's really the two categories. And so how do you, from a marketing point of view, how do you communicate that? How do you stand out versus Monster or, you know, or Red Bull, you know, or uh, any of these other energy drinks that, that are slight, you know, obviously they're slightly different position, but how do you stand out against them? You know, uh, it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, I, I, I can very happily say I wasn't there at the early onset and the launch of the brand. Thank God, because that would have been an honestly, in most cases, um, an impossible challenge. You know, how does a company with basically two people started with two folks, you know, and, and a dream, you know, mm -hmm. this is Ben and Jerry's, but they met 30 years later to solve gaming problems versus ice cream flavor issues in Vermont, you know, mm -hmm. The reality was, is uh, we had to get a very, very strong um, reason to believe that came out of consumer voice. Uh, the entire brand, most of the launch was built off of very, very nuanced and, and, and tight um, influencer activations. Um, Eric, Eric H., you know, CMO, you know, I don't say this lightly. 
but he is, I would argue, at least in my perspective, the man is the single best partnership and influencer campaign designer I've ever met. Just, it's just unusual to run into people like that. And, and that's because you need people to believe in trial. You know, it's that old question, right? Like what we used to ask on, on, on purchase intent surveys, you know, sometimes you ask, would you buy? But then remember there was that camp that used to always say, would you try, <laughs> you know, if the price was right. Right. Um, right, right. But what it really comes down to is to stand out. We needed people to speak for us. Uh, it was largely an earned media strategy, but it's not about just blasting the name out buy this product. Here's my discount affiliate code. No, it was about getting trial and getting people to talk about ultimately how the product was different because everybody makes the same claims we do. They just can't substantiate them. And gotcha. this market is full. Uh, and here's the beauty of it though. You know, I always say gaming just means youth uh, for many people, right? When you talk about gamers, you're just talking about young people. And I don't know why people will still dismiss or disparage or malign the opinions of the youth, because the truth is that is the future of the world. Whether, you know, you got to accept that, you know, you got to move with the times and the times move you. And what I've always loved about this category and this industry and this market is that, you know, they love to tear apart people who are clumsy in their executions and who aren't genuine in, in their, in their uh, you know, outreach. And yeah. really what it came down to for us is really just cutting, getting through to the basics. You know, we basically focus on a few core areas and this, these are the defensible points, you know, first off, you know, we have clinical level doses for all active ingredients that doesn't exist in most supplements period. You know, they just kind of put stuff in to pad the ingredient list, but they don't have enough to have a demonstrable effect on, 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 on performance or response. Um, the second thing, our label is fully open supplements since time immemorial have always hidden behind proprietary blends, you know, and you see them on yeah. the um, supplement facts. It's like grouped and then just a list of things. And you don't know how much is there. You have to just go in reverse order based off of the weight because of the list. But that's a bullshit. I'm part of my language, but that's a complete bullshit approach to to selling something. Right. Um, so yeah. we never hide behind that because our goal was know what's in, know what's in your body. And then honestly, the third piece was outside of, you know, backing up, we, we always tell people, try it. You're going to notice that difference. But honestly, the, the last big thing, and this is a critical aspect that came, you know, it was a discussion that came from like the very top of the company. And it's that we don't use unnecessary fillers because one of the biggest challenges in the category right now is the abuse of maltodextrin filler to pad powder mixes. And anybody who's in packaged drink mixes knows maltodextrin, right? Synthetic sugar used to just fluff things up. But what's happened now is that ingredient has become a filler to jack the, the volume of the powder in the jars, where you are likely, it's not un, unheard of to have more than 50% of your jar just be a synthetic sugar. It's why some products say they're sugar-free, but they're not diabetic friendly. So gotcha. we really leaned on those pieces, took them through that. But then after that, you leave it to the voice of real people to talk about it. Now, not everyone's going to like the product, and that's okay. What was important is that those who tried it and realized that this is what they had been looking for, they become your, tr like truly, and this sounds corny, I know, but they become actual brand advocates. And then along the way, don't treat partners like they're just code machines. And, and this is a very operational, like, tact like functional marketing reality that I see a lot of, again, this is, this is again, the abuse of youth, right? When someone may not know better, 
about the nature of the relationship of how they can be a partner or how they can communicate or what the constraints are around a marketing or influencer relationship, I always default to, well, just do the right thing. Do, do, do what would be sustainable. And that is not the norm in the industry. There's just a lot of, you know, people will take advantage of people's desire to be seen. The, the fact that, again, that same market feels largely invisible in their daily lives in a digital only, you know, construct. Um, and that, and we made a very concerted decision to do the opposite of that. Get to know folks. You can have smaller numbers of affiliates, but get to know them. Find out, learn about their audience. We run, you know, audience intelligence and tracking on streams to see how people are talking about products and that test and learn then gets fed back and you create this holistic relationship with people and that's actually how you make the difference so that's interesting let's you know you, the, the, this you know this last piece all, all of what you said is interesting richard but the last part we're talking a little bit about you know the research that you did mm -hmm. uh you did you did you did you you know obviously you've done you know like you said market intelligence studies uh, you've also done three studies with us. And so oh, yeah. the three studies that you did with us, you did, you did first one, you did including packaging logos, lockups. Mm -hmm. uh, that was just on the advanced brand. Correct. And then you did a second study that revamped the package designs for advanced, as well as variants for, for of sponsor designs. Correct. And, and then finally, you did a, a, a study that included advanced and your key competitors. And that's where you would have included, you know, the rock stars. Oh yeah, to see how, how how it performed competitively. How how did you use that research to make mm -hmm. some some key decisions around advanced? You know, for us, a lot of our brand. You know, if you anyone who goes to the website will see that we're very bright, we're a very colorful brand. Um, we're very much in that old school Memphis design, right? Like Taco Bells from the '90s. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's I. Oh God, I could go for some Taco Bell right now. Um, you know, <laughs> no, but um, you know what it really came down to was. As a small startup, you know, I've got to think about this. Like the reality of the supplement space, the reality of, of drinks, beverages, right? You're largely a marketing business. You're a marketing, advertising, and communications business. You, you, you reap what you sow, you feast or you famine at any given season, but it comes down to figuring out how to make sure your message comes through. So here's the challenge that we face, you know, when you're a company like Advanced. We're basically a startup. The company was founded only in 2018. You know, I wish I could tell you about the numbers, but when I saw the, the health of the, like the customer base, I was blown away. Like these are things where, you know, most brands create product, launch campaigns, and then hope for people to come in, right? They, they pray for the conversion. Um, mm. Advance was built up and they built the audience and then the customer base. And actually um, up until I launched a few support uh, posts with some recent product launches, not a single dollar, not a single dollar of paid media has ever been spent. The wow. entire brand has been built organically off of relationships, quality and performance. But what happens when you have a small team of high performers that have never mm -hmm. been, not many have seen the outside world, you start to, you have kind of blinders. It doesn't mean you're right or you're wrong. It means you have a lack of perspective about what the rest of the world can be as you expand beyond the borders of gaming. So for us, our main mission is this. With this ready to drink can, we are trying, we are expanding into a broader market. You know, it's a, it's easier to do, you know, it's easier for retail distribution. Um, the goal ultimately is to create a consumption uh, experience that once still lives up to our promise of performance, quality, et cetera, but in a new format. Look, here's the thing, man. 
people love fizzy drinks. It's just the reality of the world. We love fizzy drinks. But we knew that we, what we had to understand was this. Um, if our, our market needs to get bigger, and look, here's the reality, right? People think, oh, it's gamers. What does that mean? That's just people who are at home in their basements. I'm like, okay, fine. You're getting mad because you're going to malign a group because they're sitting at a desk focusing on their ability to perform something on a screen. That's what I do every day. Exactly. <laughs> you change the word gaming to office, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's normal to spend $6,000 on a Vera desk. And we right. people have all these nutritional supplements. And I'm like, uh, guys, like you, you take vitamin C all the time. Mm -hmm. Have you read any of the weird, did you know, do you know about Linus Pauling and where this myth comes from? But my point was this, we knew we had to expand beyond a market and we knew that there were broader triggers that we had to tap into. So with the research, you know, we were testing a lot of our, um, first was our internal biases. So stage, stage one, the internal advanced tax screen was all about understanding our internal design biases. So here's a great example. We did some cans that were supposed to be themed after like, you know, craft beers or canned waters. And we were actually pretty sure we're like, I think that'll work. That looks like a craft beer. And right. boy, did the legs get cut off of those ideas really fast. Like they were at the base and I'm like, okay, you know what? That's good to know because that was going to be a top five, like an up, like a top tier design for us. We were thinking this could really work. Um, right. So step one was about rattling the cage. And really, you know, clearing up what our internal biases were. We took all that. Um, so it came across like overall layout and structuring, color use and geometries and placements, right? That's, you know, how we typically mm -hmm. structure things at advanced. Second stage. Okay. Let's take what we learned and try this one more time because we don't want to go right into a competitive market deep dive without knowing that we have internalized the learning. Because that's always the challenge, right? You know, we are blessed with a brilliant creative director who I think is the first creative director I've run into who loves research. Like he loves research because Ooh. he knows there's, there are biases in, in, in taste. Like it's taste varies. It's subjective. Ooh. So we did the second round test and this was to confirm we could actually improve. And that was very, very critical for us because it's one thing to say, we know what's better or what's worse and how to tier things on rank, like an ordinal ranking. But the bigger issue, Ian, was that, you know, we always say what the so what is. You know, that's the old adage. So what? And so what? And so what? Now, here's the thing. See, everyone thinks the so what is the insight. No. Knowing something isn't the same as being able to do it. And being able to do something isn't the same as being able to do it well. So we had to know that we could apply the learnings into a relative improvement in terms of scoring. Otherwise, it means that we didn't understand the essence of the lesson. So that's what the second stage was for, to clean that up. And then the third stage was, great, we think we've gotten this to where we can get it. How does this, this actually stack up in stage three to the actual real world, to cans that have existing brand equity, to products where we know we're going to get dusted? Now, here's the thing, and you're going to love this. I think I told you this when we first kind of planned this. Um, our goal wasn't to be the number one can in the market. That's yeah. impossible. The yeah. equities and, and like the fact that there are, these are products people have had, we're not going to beat them. We said, we need to be in the middle. Don't be last. Uh, you know, I, this is an old radio lesson I learned from uh, the folks who were the original station, the, the original station manager at CFNY. He said, you know, always be number three in the market because number one and number two blow each other's brains out on marketing spend and you end up being more profitable. 
right. <laughs> you know? Um, so our right. goal was get into a healthy middle point. Um, so we did that. We saw which callers were responding. You know, we all, you know, we, the biggest learning there was we had to tweak some of our usage of color. Uh, and then when, when we got that final learning together, we kind of ran that through, like, again, just the realities of what's the material design reality now when we apply this to the cans, you know, in this particular run, we're doing a digital print. Digital is different than flexographic, which is different from, you know, there's so many different techniques. We had to make sure it worked. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, at the very end, knowing what the rules were, you know, this, our, our, our creators can make a couple little touch-ups that, that still landed within the realm of the rules. And that is the, that's what's going into production right now. Those cans are being produced right now, you know, and. Fantastic. And, and you're able to turn that around really fast, right? I mean, that's. Two that's weeks. The, I, yeah. You know, I, I, I still remember the days of package tests being done manually. And we were, we were building these, you know, the, the questionnaire template out of, you know, Microsoft Word. And you had to drop in the things and send it to the, the programmers. And it was, it was time consuming. You know, I think the fastest we could ever turn that over was a, a week. I think that was a, a stretch, right? A one-week turnaround was, was pretty aggressive for a multi-cell test. We did three stages, yes. three rounds. You know, last round was getting into the 15 and a 1500 or so. It was quite yeah. a large sample size. We did all of it in two and a half weeks, all three stages. That's unheard of, at least, you know, in my sort of out-of-date, uh, somewhat, somewhat out-of-date perspective. I and, never and, thought it was possible. And I got to say, your final cans look awesome. And, and, they, and they tested really well. Like, they beat out some really well-known competitors. And then, and then when we started applying some filters around things like, do they watch eSports? We mm-hmm. saw some meaningful SKUs. Yeah. I mean, very, very cool designs. Gender um, balancing was a big thing for us as well, too. Um, you know, as you can imagine, yeah. the category, quite frankly, uh, erroneously overly targets young men. And I was like, guys, stop doing this. Like, again, it's a limitation with a fixation of what, how people define what gaming is. And what is fascinating here is that like, like as everyone gets the stats wrong, I'm like, they're like, Oh, esports. I'm like, no, not esports, mobile gaming and consoles. Those move more revenue uh, than all PC games combined. Like guys, you, everyone, you're, you're getting this all wrong. But what's really important though, is that we needed to make sure we didn't have unusual pluralities or weights, you know, in terms of what drove interest. Um, you know, one of the key requirements was that there is one brand that we tested that was started by, um, she was an, she's an Instagram influencer. So we, we knew what the, we needed to know what the contour with the, what the profile of the package response looked like, because we yeah. knew we need to be a little bit, we need to be good and lean into elements of that design not necessarily into this, like, you know, I guess, and it's not to say that I dislike these products because I'm, yeah. I, eat, I eat Doritos and I play Call of Duty. Um, but, you know, to be the traditional Doritos Call of Duty market, that doesn't mean we don't want to be there. We, we appreciate those games, but we wanted to make sure we didn't, ex- we didn't create a design that was only suited for those individuals. You know, our, our market is always, you know, we've got two basic rules um, when it comes to design. And it's always um, don't, you know, be be appealing to most people to, to people in general and be yeah. parent friendly be clear in what you say and have a design that doesn't make someone look at a product and think this is going to destroy my child's kidneys <laughs> yeah fair enough fair enough you know and i i like what you said about the gender bias thing too because you know my my daughter she's she, she's not playing call of duty but she's playing other games exactly she's got a, you know she's got an hp omen 
she's got the headset she's on the streaming channels like with her friends playing the games that's a, that's she, awesome she's not playing first person shooter but she's no, playing but games and yeah so and that's what? all and, young kids these days right and that's the thing there's a bias yeah. that exists within the market and this is one of the challenges that, why i always tell folks when you're in this category you know we we approach like gaming like this like it's this mythic this like sort of mythical and opaque industry that we can't penetrate right. it's like when you talk to marketers about TikTok, and i said it's youth. Okay. Like the same way that once upon a time, if I was going to like opera house or the big bop for a concert, like that was like opaque to some people. Um, that's no different than today. Um, you know, and that, I always said that that's sort of where the, I think the, the ultimate sort of kind of, you know, um, illumination comes from. And it's that gaming is simply, a, it, it's actually too broad of a term that it's a very broad term that gets applied in terms of our, our sort of cognitive reasoning into too fixed of an image. We always think of like, the image now is always like PC-based esports players, but there's more console players than there are PC players. Why is that, right? Because the marketers are also getting sold in on these concepts. And, and the reality is, is that, you know, women in gaming, youth in gaming, games that aren't first-person shooters, like, or even MOBAs, you know, like, like League, League or Dota, there is a big world out there. There's entire segments of horror game people. There's entire segments of puzzle game people. And the truth is, as humans, as people, we love watching, at least on the OTT live stream space, Yeah, we love watching people play, play games. games. I, like, it's but, crazy. but that's, that's, human, know, that's yeah. human nature, though. Like, we, I yeah. watch, I, you know, I'm an Oilers fan. I love, I hate and I know it's going to happen every year. The Leafs are going to blow it in the playoffs. I don't know why anybody believes in them this year. Stop it, you know. But we know, yeah. but we watch. Here's the thing. We love to watch people like ourselves in uh, games of skill and in competitive, competitive environments. And we also like to be entertained, right? Yeah. But, so the reality is, is that once you start to open up the view of what this can be, um, it's it again, it's one of our basic rules, you know, it's that we have to come up with products that are based off of the need states of everybody. You know, we've got a few new lines coming out, you know, I can't give you the tip on it yet, but I will make sure some samples show up at the at the dig office. Nice. We're going, you know, we, we work a lot within the, a lot of gamers are into fitness and people are like, but gamers yeah. are out of, out of shape and they're unhealthy. And I said, no, that's a very broad generalization. Uh, I'm, right. I resent those kinds of sentiment sentiments. Uh, the reality is um, you will be better at your game if you are in good health, right? if your back is in good shape, so, et cetera. So, yeah. So, 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 you know, uh, you hinted it a little bit. I think that's the big exciting question to kind of wrap this up on what's next for advanced. What's, you know, where is it going? Mm -hmm. What are your big plans? Any, any, even any just recent developments? Yeah. So, um, we have, uh, we've got uh, our ready to drink line, right? That is, as I've mentioned, we are launching that in July. Um, we're going to be doing some of our, you know, we have an existing retail partnership with uh, Simplicity and Play Live Nation. Uh, it's the largest uh, chain of land centers around the US. Um, you will be finding them in, in those stores right away. Um, we have a brand new line coming out um, that's really for more sports performance. So you're gonna see that coming out in the next, uh, Really, the next few weeks, I won't. I don't even have to tell you what it is because you will see it very, very soon. Um, we've also been expanding, you know, heavily into you know new flavor areas. You know, one of the our last two launches, if you've noticed, we launched a lychee flavored energy, and we launched one that was a taro bubble tea. 
It's a taro bubble tea energy. So yes, the mad scientists at Advanced took bubble tea, the most unhealthy milkshake of a dessert that you can get uh, at mm. a tea shop. And uh, I got it down to 50 calories, five grams of fat, zero sugar. And I got the energy uh, and electrolyte benefits into it. You know, we, we took energy drinks and we combined them with bubble tea, but that's all part of an expansion into new flavor areas. And this is actually, it's been a pet project of mine for a while. Um, mm -hmm. But the reality is, is that there are, so there's a cultural centrism that exists around flavor design. It's just how it happens, right? And I said, like, maybe I'm biased because I grew up in Toronto. And I'm like, guys, there's a lot of flavors from a lot of places. You know, we, we, cultural exchange in Toronto starts often with food. That's just how it happens. Right. Um, let's bring these broader flavors in. So a lot of our new initiatives are focusing on flavors that I would argue maybe other brands don't have a license to operate in, but we've been doing all East Asian flavors, um, you mm -hmm. know, uh, Taro bubble tea, lychee, and then we're launching this Friday, our Ramune flavor launches, um, probably our most ambitious and out there flavor. Um, but that's the beginning of a whole new round of exploration. Um, and, then, and then outside of that, you know, the really big growth for us now is finding and expanding and, and getting broader in terms of the need states that we're addressing, you know, ocular health used to be a part of our focus product, but you know, we couldn't keep the flavor. It's consistent. It's just, it's a problem with lutein. I don't right. know why people try to do it. If it doesn't taste consistent or look consistent, don't make it, <laughs> right? right? Make right, it something right. else. Um, and so we're expanding into a whole new, into really broader areas of basically these are the need states of everyday people facing a reality of not just a digital first, but almost I would argue like a digital only to hybrid um, life. This is an entire area. You know, that's what we're really focusing on now, right? The digital hybrid work, school and life and, and communications and social communications that are digital only um, have fundamentally changed um, the reality of need states. And the truth is people are not making products that actually meet the new needs of both, you know, older and younger people. So right. our mission now is to start to backfill that. And we're doing it, you know, the only the same way you eat an elephant, right? Slice by slice, right? So right. we're just now going in and breaking down what are all the challenges. And you're going to see there's about seven or eight products that we've got um, cooking up in the lab right now. And those, you know, you'll be, you'll start to see, you'll see them pretty soon, you know, barring any supply chain challenges for distribution. Very cool. I'm excited to see those. I'm excited to do more, uh, more studies, case studies with you, uh, support you with more research. And, uh, and I always love talking to you, Rich. You, you're, you are a fountain of knowledge on just about everything. So thanks so much for joining me today. And I hope to reconnect with you really soon and have you back on the show. No, thank you so much for having me, Ian. It's about time. You know, I, I kept bugging you about, <laughs> you know, why haven't I been on yet? Um, but thank you so much for the time. And really to you and the DIG team, um, thank you so much for, for working with us on this. You know, this is one of the, these, the CAN launch is one of our most ambitious launches. And it was really nice to find a research shop that understood our specific requirements. Um, it's not every day, you know, often you get kind of put into the cookie cutter uh, mode and it was just amazing that uh, you actually took the time and uh, yeah, you know what it was? It wasn't just uh, checking a box and uh, you know, advance has never been about checking boxes. So thank you yeah. so much for your support. So as we leave this, where should people be finding out more about Advanced GG and, you know, what's, what's the website to go to? So the website is advanced.gg, G is in golf. So definitely yeah. go out there. Um, you know, you can take a look at the, the product sets that we have, the SKUs that we have. New mm -hmm. website is set to launch right now.
uh, uh, in very, very soon. So keep an eye out on that. But the best place to find us is our Twitter handle. Um, so twitter.com slash advanced GG, no spaces. Um, come out, you know, come, you know, check us out, follow us and keep your eyes peeled because this Friday you are going to see probably the most bizarre and out there product launch that uh, at least I've ever attempted. So I'd like to think that that makes it probably one of the strangest ones anyone has attempted. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in this week. Find us on LinkedIn at Dig Insights. And don't forget to hit subscribe for a weekly dose of fresh content.